you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. In season two of Hacks and Hobbies, we're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. We want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. In this episode, we get to speak with an international speaker, author, and a Screen Actors Guild actor, Michael J. Lyons. He had an amazing career as a VP in marketing, sales, and business development, and then moving into the movie industry through commercials and television spots. Hi, Michael. Thanks so much for joining us on the Hacks and Hobbies podcast. Hello, Junaid. It's such a pleasure to be here with you today. I'm super excited. Um, we had we had a little chat few weeks ago and just talking to you and listening to your story and and listening to how you've overcome, you know, the different phases in your life or going through the different phases in your life. And I just love that part of the, of the journey and, and how you get to the destination. It was uh, just very refreshing. Well, well, thank you very, very much. It, It is an ongoing journey. Our whole lives are a journey and it never ends. So it's very exciting because there's always a new chapter. Exactly. And, um, I see, I've been following a lot of, uh, entrepreneurs, a lot of uh, authors, a lot of speakers, and I see their journey and how they overcame because in life we have three types of people. There are the critics, the talkers, and the doers. And the doers are the ones that you never really see lining up for anything because they're out doing stuff. And um, that's what I see in, in the speak the people, the folks that I speak with, they're out there doing, they're making, they're making that journey count and uh, creating their chapters and writing in them the many different ways that it, that is possible. Right. You know, it's interesting. I think that Nike came up with the three best words uh, 25 years ago when they came up with their slogan, just do it. It's three simple words, but it really does say in its most simple form what we all have to do. And that is you must take action. You just have to do it. You can't just think about, oh, someday I'm going to do this or someday I'm going to do that. You have to set a goal, put it down in writing, and then proceed on a day-to-day basis with performing the necessary tasks that will get you to that end goal, whatever it may be. And in my case, certainly with all the ventures and endeavors that I've participated in my life, it's always been that, where I've had a daydream to do something, I wrote it down. I broke it down into small tasks, and then every day I made sure that I was taking one small step towards accomplishing that goal. And I think that when we think of it in those terms, it isn't as hard to digest. And I think for many people who are afraid of taking that first step, you just have to, what I like to say, inhale confidence and exhale doubt. You have to believe in yourself. You have to surround yourself with positive influences and positive people. And you have to tune out all the negative influencers because there's plenty of those around that are trying to tell you you can't do something as opposed to you can. That's that's so absolutely true. It's 
because it's so much easier to tell people, oh, don't bother doing that. It's going to be a lot of work for you. And then you ask them, have you done it? It's like, no, no, it was too much for work for me. So I didn't do it. Like, then why are you telling me something, right? You know, it's, it's, it's easier to give up. And sure it is. I, and I give you an example. When I was a child, I started acting and I always wanted to do that for a living. But once I got through college and got married right out of school, I realized that my acting dream had to be put on the back burner. I went into the business world. And about 15 years later, I realized that all three of my kids were going to be in college in five years at the same time, and I didn't have any money saved. So I decided to resurrect my acting skills and decided to try to go make some television commercials because I knew that those paid residuals or royalties every time it TV commercial is shown. And I thought that would be a good plan to get my kids through college. Well, of course, when I started to share that plan with people, they said to me, well, you can't do that. Well, that's, that's too hard. Or they basically laughed at me. And that motivated me even more to go prove them wrong. And yes, it did take, as you said, a lot of work. It took a lot of persistence and determination and perseverance and never gave up. I never, ever gave up. And I believed in my hope that I could someday land a commercial or two. And long story short, after getting doors slammed on my face in New York City for well over a year, I finally got an agent who was willing to send me out on auditions, who believed in me and who felt that I could do it. And that's what happened. I got my first national television commercial got my Screen Actors Guild card, and that was 30 years ago, and I haven't looked back since. And in fact, I was able to pay for all three of my kids' college educations strictly from the income I earned from my acting gigs. So my whole moral of the story is this. Had I allowed those people to talk me out of it when I first shared with them this idea of making commercials, I would have not pursued it because I would have allowed those negative influencers to overrule my own instincts, which were, I know I can do this and I'm not going to stop until I achieve it. So that's the main message I have for the listeners out there is that you really do have to believe in yourself and you have to stay focused and you have to tune out all of the naysayers. Absolutely. And um, there's a really cool podcast called screw the naysayers podcast. And um, he's, talking about the same thing, right? And that's that's something that Seth Godin says, you know, ignore the naysayers because you're going to see so many people out there telling you, don't do that. Just stay in the lane, stay in the traffic, sit and sit with everybody else. Nobody else is doing it. So why are you bothering, you know, to do this? Get that nine to five job, stick to it and eventually you'll come out of it rich. Well, if that was the case, we'll see a lot of, we, we would have seen a lot of rich people not sitting in cars, but that's not the truth. The, the only way to succeed is to um, build up on your passion and keep following that dream and making it a reality. And like you said, in, in your book where you, you've um, came out a couple of years ago, Daydream it, believe it, and achieve it. Set yourself free. And um, 
I, I really like that title. It's, it's, it's exactly what put me in the path of what I'm doing with this podcast starting last year, because I was like, you know, I want to get my word out. I want to get my voice out. I've, I have the passion for so many hobbies and, and have passion for speaking in, in a way. And so I started going in the direction of, of making this hobby a reality, this dream a reality. And, um, it's been, it's been an amazing journey and, and you're absolutely right. You've got to just, well, I congratulate you on that. And I think that the main thing that you realize, Junaid, is that you do have to take action. You can't just dream about it. Or as I like to say, and that's why I called the book Daydream It, Believe It, Achieve It, because I contend that we don't control what we dream about, right? We go to sleep every night and we wake up the next day and we say, wow, I had some strange dreams last night. So we don't go to bed with the intention of dreaming about that vacation or that home or that whatever. It's just random what we dream about. But what we all do is daydream. When we're sitting in a boring meeting or we're riding along in our car by ourselves or we're, perhaps when we're in church and the the pastor wanders off on some subject that doesn't interest us, our mind daydreams. And we start thinking about, well, someday I'm going to do this, or someday I'm going to live there, or someday I'm going to be with that person. And we daydream. And then we snap ourselves back into reality, and we keep doing what we were doing. And in many cases, we're not happy and we're miserable or we're working in the wrong kind of job that doesn't match up with our passion or our skill sets. And what happens is we just keep putting it off and putting it off. And my suggestion in the book is if you are daydreaming about something, pay attention to that. Listen to those positive voices that are telling you, yes, I should do that. I can do that. And tune out the negative voices that are saying, oh, it's too hard. I don't have the money. I don't have the time. I'm too busy making all these excuses. The, the thing I, I, I like people to realize is that when you daydream and you stay focused and you can visualize, then you, all you have to do is chase that. And, and the easiest way, as I said earlier, is to break it up into small tasks every single day. You know, when you sit down to eat a meal, you eat it one bite at a time. You don't eat the whole plate in one bite. So it's a, it's the same thing or that old famous proverb of a journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step and you just keep putting one foot after the other and eventually you've gone a mile, two miles, a hundred miles and eventually a thousand miles. You will get there or it's like climbing a mountain. All of these things that we've heard and read and seen in all of our lives of other people that have accomplished things, there's a reason they accomplished them because they believed in it. They had the motivation. They pushed themselves. And again, it takes hard work. It takes perseverance. But you can do it if you set your mind to it and you set it up on a daily basis. Yeah, absolutely. And, and to like, that's, I mean, I couldn't, couldn't have said it better. This is, this is beautiful uh, because we're, we're both in sync in such a way that like what you're saying is exactly what I'm thinking. You know, it's like you're reading my mind. I love it. Um, well, I, I think the other thing that I want to mention to some of the, the listeners is you mentioned that I had a professional business career. 
And when we look at our careers, sometimes we put them in the hands of other people. We allow our bosses or the jobs that we work for to make the decisions for us in our lives rather than us controlling our own destiny. And I think that's another lesson that I want people to learn. And that is you create your future. You create, you create whatever it is that you make out of your life. Don't sit back and allow other people to manipulate or push you into or force you to do things that you really don't want to do. Now, I worked for 13 different companies over the course of 45 years in my professional career. And I always say to people that three or four of those jobs I probably should not have taken. And I took them for the wrong reasons, money, ego, and title right? And I didn't vet the company or I didn't vet the boss that I was going to be reporting to. And within weeks, I realized I made a bad choice. This was a bad decision to go to work for this boss and this company. So I had to be miserable for a while until I finally took charge of my life and got out of that job. So over the course of all of this time that I spent at those different companies, I learned an awful lot. And the main lesson that I did learn was don't just sit there and accept your bad lot in life. If you are in a bad situation, make change. Go out there and find a different job. Start following those daydreams that we just talked about. But it's, it's essential that when you look at it from a career standpoint, that you marry your skill sets and your passions. That's what's going to make you happy. If you're really good at something, and I always say to people, what, what would you do job-wise, even if you weren't getting paid? For me, it's being an actor. Every time I go work on a set for movies or commercial or TV, I just sit there all day and think, wow, I'm getting paid to do this? This is so much fun. I enjoy this process so much, I would even do it if I wasn't getting paid. There are people that love woodworking or working on cars or working in the garden or whatever. Find a way to monetize what it is you're passionate about and what you love doing, whatever that may be. Some people want to be an entrepreneur someday. They want to open a little dance studio or they want to have a bagel shop or they want to do whatever it may be. Put a stake in the ground and say, three years from today, I'm going to do that, whatever that is. And then you need to back into that. And you have to say, what are all the things I need to do between today and three years from now in order to achieve that goal. Maybe you have to go back to school and take some classes. Maybe you have to save up some money or get a loan. Maybe you need to learn uh, how to run the business uh, or to do the accounting because that's something that you're weak in. So it's a matter of putting the stake in the ground, setting a timeline and a deadline, and then getting some cheerleaders, your friends, your family members to help you stay on that path and check off those milestones along the way that are going to allow you to reach that goal three years down the road of doing whatever it is. Again, whether it be opening a store or a shop or becoming an entrepreneur or writing a book, whatever it is. Now, you, you, the one thing that you mentioned about getting those cheerleaders, right? Find those friends, find that family member that's going to push you and help you in achieving that dream. And a lot of the times, we it's very hard to find those cheerleaders. Um, my friend, uh, Nyaji Wallace, 
Um, she's launching her podcast next week. And she, she, she did a Facebook post talking about, you know, your, you'll see that your, your friends and family are liking anytime there's a post about a, you know, an actor or somebody, a foot basketball player or whatever, they'll like their post. But anytime that you're posting your content, you're posting what you're doing with your life and, and creating a movement you hardly see any engagement from those people. And it's, it's sometimes, you know, it's depressing because you grew up with these people. You are, you know, you look up to them for one thing or another and you have a lot of, you know, faith that, you know, I know these people, hopefully someday they will also see, you know, what we're doing. And there's a lot of example of, this in movies too, because as soon as somebody's becoming popular, you'll start seeing their family members show up. And Eminem talks about this a lot in his music. It's like when I was struggling, nobody was behind me. Nobody was backing me. But as soon as I started making those deals, I've got family members popping up from here and there, like, hey, with a handout, right? So that's something depressing, especially for somebody who's in the beginning stages, start trying to get to that point where they're, you know, they're self-motivating themselves to um, adopt a new habit or, or do that continuously writing and persevering. So, well, I would, I would suggest this. One of the things that I think is that there's always good role models and mentors out there, like-minded people that will support you that will back you up. And if it doesn't happen to be your family members or your friends, then find some other people that will support you. And they're out there. And and it is interesting when you talk about some celebrities who say, boy, when I was a nobody, I had very few supporters, but then all of a sudden when I became famous and a celebrity, I had all sorts of supporters. But what you also have to remember is that when those celebrities also hit hard times, the true friends, the true friends are there for them. Whereas the fake and the phony people who only wanted to be their friend because they were a celebrity quickly leave. And we see this when it, when it comes down to things like money, when, when somebody's got a lot of money and they're handing some of that money out to these people that surround them. And then all of a sudden they, they go into bankruptcy, all those people are gone. So they're not your real true friends. So my message there is seek out and find uh, friends and uh, people that are going to be supporters. And they might be total strangers right now. You and I are in the same tribe, even though we don't really know each other, we have the same beliefs. And I would venture to say that both of us would support each other's activities and would be there for each other just because we share the same philosophy. And that's what I'm talking about. So, so we can find those people out there. There's, there's a whole lot of them, particularly now that we have the ability to go online and seek those kind of people out. Oh my God. It's you're, you're absolutely right. And, and that's what I have found. I mean, Facebook is a, I mean, there's over 2 billion people on Facebook and there's so many groups on there that you can find. So the first group that I remember joining and actively participating 
was the Anchor community. Because as a podcaster, Anchor is a platform that we're using. And there's other podcasters that are just starting. So Anchor created, created this private community where you can talk to other podcasters that are struggling and figuring out this area. And then I started seeing other groups for entrepreneurs, other groups that are, you know, help helping to promote your podcast or helping to promote what you're doing and back you up and, and be that, uh, be that feedback person that'll say, you know, that's, you're doing beautiful. You're doing great. Another group that I joined was a instructors group. And so Udemy is another platform that you can teach courses on. And on Udemy, I was like, oh, I want to become an instructor. I want to become a teacher on here and, and have lessons. And they're like, oh, if you join here, you can also join the Facebook group where other instructors that are creating content can then get feedback and get that positive uh, feedback flow. So then you wake up in the morning, you're like, all right, I've, I know these people that I can always count on. They, they're going to give me good feedback and help me continue on the journey. So, so I've been lucky enough to be part of these groups and made these connections through the interviews, through the different groups that I'm part of. And it's, it's truly a, a very different feeling when you get that positive feedback. Yep. Uh, there's a saying that I love, which is your vibe attracts your tribe. Your vibe attracts your tribe. And that simply means that when you associate with like-minded people, with thought leaders, with people that believe the same things that you believe in and who are going to build you up and not tear you down, then that increases your chances of becoming more successful as you go forward. And I think that, that the other thing I forgot to mention earlier, which is worth mentioning, is that you need to write down your plan. It has to be in writing. It can't be in your head. So when we talk about these daydreams, I'm sitting here looking at my desk. I have all these little note pieces of paper laying on my desk, sticky, sticky pads, because I, my brain is constantly firing off ideas all the time, and I write them down. And when I get them written down, I put them in order of priority, and I, I eventually might throw some of them out, and, but others make the list. And that is how I determine the things that I'm going to do and the next project that I'm going to work on and the next proposal that I'm going to make. Or perhaps I see that they're making a movie and I would like to be in that movie, so I have to find out who's the casting director. So, so you have to be constantly taking these ideas that pop up into your head and writing them down somewhere and then gathering them in an orderly fashion that will enable you to put those tasks and put a priority on those tasks so that you can achieve your goals. If you keep everything in your head, it's very, very difficult to stay on track. You're absolutely right. And uh, the one thing that I've started doing is writing daily and getting all these thoughts out of my head and putting down on paper so then my mind is free to start working on the ideas that I've written down. Because when you write it down, like, okay, this is the steps that I need to take. So now my mind, instead of trying to remember, right. keep, keep track of what I need to remember is instead working on these are the tasks that we need to do. Okay, how do we do it? Boom. That's exactly right. 
Because what happens is our brain feels like it's going to explode because we have so many things going on up there. So the more we can relieve our pressure on ourselves by putting those things on paper, it does free you up to, to be able to think about the things in a clearer way than, than the cluttered brain that we might have if we have too many things that we're worried about or thinking about that we haven't written down somewhere. When we write them down, we know, okay, I've got that off out of my head and I put it down on paper and I'll refer to that later when I'm putting my plan together. That's so true. And, and mentioning, right, putting stuff down on paper is, is so important. And if we, if we look at back in history to Newton's and the Einstein, and I think they discovered Einstein's notebooks. And he had a ton of notebooks because he would constantly write down whatever's in his head so he can free up his mind and focus on implementing those ideas. Exactly. So powerful. Wow, Michael, that's that's so so awesome. So, uh, tell us some of some of your um, most fun experiences um, that got you into a position, or basically showing how did you like an example of how you implemented about about dreaming it, believe it, and then achieving it. So, you mentioned the first one was you know you said okay, I'm going to land a commercial opportunity that's going to help pay for college for my kids. Right. What are some other examples? Well, I think the main thing and referring back to the book is mm -hmm. that I tried in the book to showcase some people that we're all familiar with mm -hmm. like Oprah, mm -hmm. like Ray Kroc who founded McDonald's, mm -hmm. like the long distance swimmer, Diana Nyad, who was uh, challenged or she challenged herself rather to want to be the first long distance swimmer to swim from Cuba to Key West. Wow. It, it had never been done. And she tried it five times. She started off when she was at her peak in her prime in her thirties and she failed five times wow. until she finally did it at age 64. Oh my goodness. This is, this is without a shark cage. This is with all the strong currents, taking her out to the, to sea. And so she had to really fight hard. It took her 53 hours to swim from Cuba to Key West, but she did it, but she was 64 years old. So in the book, I bring up a lot of examples of people that have accomplished great things, but it always begins with this concept of they had an idea or they had a daydream. And then once they had that idea or daydream, they wrote it down and then they started to pursue it. Another great example is J.K. Rowling, who wrote Harry Potter. Now, J.K. Rowling, a lot of people don't realize this, she was on welfare. She was divorced. She had a little baby. She calls herself the worst failure I ever knew. She wow. had very, very, very low self-esteem. She did, however, have a, an idea in her imaginative head of a character named Harry Potter, and she write she wrote down everything that was in her head related to that. She put the manuscript together. She mm -hmm. sent it to twenty five publishers, and how many do you think were interested in Harry Potter when she sent that out? Nobody. Zero. Yeah. Zero people out of twenty five. Just goes to show you how many times the experts are wrong, and you can't 
accept that no. And she persevered. She never gave up. And she finally found a publisher who took the first chapter of the first Harry Potter book and gave it to his eight-year-old daughter. And she devoured it and said, Dad, where's the second chapter? And he knew <laughs> that, that, that this author, J.K. Rowling, was on to something. They signed the contract and the rest is history. Today, J.K. Rowling is a billionaire. Now, mm-hmm. now, there's a lot of lessons to be learned just from her. But sure. the reason that I spotlighted all these people in the book was because I, too, had the same kinds of challenges and I had the same kinds of situations where people were saying, you can't do it. And I had the same self-doubt and the same lack of confidence at times. Mm -hmm. But in the end, if you push yourself, you can do it. So you asked me for another example. That was, by Mm -hmm. the way, you're right. The best example was the one where I did try to make enough money to put my kids through college. And it was such a great thing to know that none of my kids had to take out any loans. And I was able to pay for all three of their college educations and had money left over. But let me share with you a failure. Mm. So about 20 years ago, I had always had this idea to write a television series situation comedy. Mm -hmm. And for years and years, it was in my head. I daydreamed about it all the time. Yeah. And I finally said to myself, you have to do it. Now, at the time, I was in the middle of my career. I was making very good money. Mm-hmm. And I went to my wife and I said, honey, I'm going to quit my job so I can write and develop the sitcom and take it to Hollywood and sell it. And thankfully, my wife, who has always been a great cheerleader and supporter, said, okay, I will support us but you have 18 months to see if this is going to work or not. Yeah. And she allowed me to quit my job. And I sat in my home for a year and a half, writing the script, writing the marketing plan, setting up meetings, flying back and forth to Hollywood, having meetings with people out there. And I was not able to sell the show. Mm -hmm. I failed and it was okay. Yeah. Because I didn't want to be 65 and say, gee, I should have tried to do that TV show. I could have done that show. Well, I tried it. I put all of my effort and I believed in it, but it just wasn't to be. It was, it was not a show that I was able to sell. So I moved on. Yeah. I, started, I started a brand new company from scratch and made that into a very successful company and made good money doing that. And I moved on. So I think you can learn not just from the success of my paying for my kids college education, but also from the fact that I took on this uh, TV show as a, as a daydream and I was not able to do it. So that's fine. You move on because you know what, here's the thing. What is stopping most people are three or four things. I think the first thing is fear the fear of failure. They just don't want to fail. So rather than taking the risk, they just don't do it. The second one is we always make excuses. Well, I can, I've got this, I've got that, I've got kids, I've got a job. You know, there's just a whole long list of excuses that people Mm -hmm. conveniently make to justify why they aren't taking action to pursue their daydream. The third thing is we all make choices in our lives. Every single day when we get up, 
we make a series of choices, even starting with what kind of coffee we're going to have Mm -hmm. and where are we going to drive today? And are we going to go shopping or not go shopping? Are we going to go to our job or stay home sick? Are we going, there's hundreds of choices that we make and we make good choices. Sometimes we make bad choices. Mm -hmm. And then the last thing is procrastination. So we're constantly putting things off. Well, I'll do that next week. I'll do that next month. I'll do that next year. I'll get around to that eventually. Mm. So the combination of all of those things conspire to not have you achieve whatever it is that you're daydreaming about. So I think that those, those are very important things to keep in mind, that we have to overcome those things in order to achieve whatever it is we want to Absolutely. pursue. <clears throat> You've, you've said it. You said it very, very uh, clearly here, and it it it's in line with what Tony Robbins always says: the road to somewhere is not gonna just show up someday. You actually have to put an action and plan, and take take action towards just even a single step in daily, and then by the end of the year, you've taken three hundred sixty five steps. Cool. This is this is really this is really awesome, and, and I, I I just totally love um, the synchronicity between our minds and and what you've done already and what I'm thinking. I mean, the biggest example that we all know and heard of about is Thomas Alva Edison trying to make the light bulb and failing ten thousand times. He said, "It's not a failure. I've learned how not to do something." Great. And I think that's the thing. We all have to realize that we're going to have setbacks, challenges, obstacles in our way. That's just the way life is. We, we have to get past that and move on and try it a different way. Now, for example, the sitcom that I had 20 years ago, I am now deciding today to rewrite that into a movie script. So that's one of my projects that I'm working on. And, and I think the thing that we also have to, to re- remember is we're never too old. We hear all these great stories from time to time. We see them on TV or online or what have you of 85, 90-year-old, 95 people, 95-year-old people who are still running marathons or they're still writing books or they're still actors or whatever the case may be. And I believe 100% in that. I will be 68 in a few short months and I feel like I'm 35. I am as excited about life and all the possibilities as I was 30 years ago. And when you have that enthusiasm, regardless of how old you are, and you continue to daydream, you continue to have belief that you can accomplish certain things, that's the fuel that will drive you every single day when you get out of bed. And that is what's going to help keep you healthy, too, because when you've got a positive mindset, it impacts everything else in your body, right? I mean, we've heard this. This is, this is something that's been drummed into every one of us since we were little kids. You got to have a positive attitude. You can't be a sore loser, right? All these life lessons that we've listened to, there's a reason that people say you've got to be positive because it makes a huge difference. And again, when we get surrounded by negativity and toxic people, who are not supporting us, who, or who are trying to bring you down to their level because they don't want you to get ahead. This is part of why you mentioned earlier that some, some people are not cheerleaders for you, people that you might expect, because 
deep down inside, they're jealous. Even family members, siblings, right? You've, got, you've heard of the sibling rivalry. I've got five brothers and sisters. I mean, we all love each other very much. But, but clearly, my two brothers and I, we've always been competitive all our lives. There is a sibling rivalry in the midst of all of that love that we have for each other. And I think that's quite normal for people. So you say to yourself, well, I would expect my family members to be very supportive. And they, and they are in many cases. But sometimes they're kind of thinking, well, I don't want you to get too far ahead of me here because <laughs> I'm your sister or your brother. And, and uh, I'm a little jealous, actually, of what you've been able to accomplish or the job that you have or the house that you live in or the car that you drive. I mean, stupid, mm-hmm. stupid silly things like that. No, that's that's so true. It's um, and I and I'm the oldest of seven siblings, so <laughs> yeah, you understand. Yeah, totally understand. Well, this was a, an amazing conversation. I learned so much. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, well, it's my pleasure, Janet. And I think the the main thing that I want to leave people with is this. Well, before we leave, we do have a few questions. Okay, but yeah. I, but let me get this out yeah, before absolutely. I forget. Mm-hmm. I coined a, a saying, it popped into my head one day, and it's a very simple saying. It is, believe in yourself and the rest will follow. And that's kind of a play on words there, but, it, but basically, if you believe in yourself, the rest will follow, meaning all the things will fall in line. They'll fall into place. The rest will follow. The plans will follow. But it also means people will follow you. The rest will follow you because you'll become a leader. So you've got to first and foremost believe in yourself in order for others to follow you and for those plans to fall in line. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead with your oh, questions. Oh, perfect. That was, that was great. All right. So some of the questions that we ask our guests is, what is one hobby that you wish you got into? I wish I had learned how to play the drums. Nice. I've always had a thing for drums and... Um, there's a lot of unsinking your body <laughs> to do with it. It's really awesome. Well, my mother never wanted me to have drums because they were too loud. So <laughs> I, w- I was denied that. And to this very day, I still would like to get drums. But now my, my wife's been replaced. I mean, my, my mother's been replaced by my wife who says I can't have them because they're too loud. <laughs> well, do, you know, they do have those um, electric drums that you can plug your headset in. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want those. I want the real deal. But anyway, go ahead. All right. Next question. What is your favorite movie or TV show? And if none, how about a book? Well, I always say that uh, people find this interesting. That One of my favorite movies is E.T. And the reason that I love E.T. is because it's part fantasy and it's exciting and suspenseful. But the main reason is it's because it's not a traditional love story. It's a love story between a little boy and this extraterrestrial being. And it's very moving. And I think that it was extremely well directed by Spielberg, very well written. And it just combined all the elements that you're looking for in a, in a film. I mean, there's some other great, great films. Of course, I, another one is Rain Man with Tom Cruise and Dustin Hoffman. They're, again, a non-traditional love story about two brothers. And it's a beautiful, beautiful movie, well written, well well acted, and those two come to mind uh, immediately. Nice, thank you. What is your favorite superhero? You know, I don't have a 
superhero. I don't really follow superheroes, but my superhero is my father. And I tell you that my father was a man who always supported me when I was growing up. He called me golden son and champion. So imagine being called that. Every time I would call him on the phone, he'd say, hello, golden son, or he'd say, hi, champion. How does that build you up when your father tells you that and is always there when you want to call him with the good news about something you just accomplished and, and tells you that you can do anything? So my father was my superhero and the, the best role model and mentor I could have ever hoped for, and he was a great gentleman and a wonderful man and father and grandfather. So he's my superhero. Nice. Beautiful. I love it. Um, what is something that you're looking forward for this year? Well, this year I'm looking forward to finishing the script that I just mentioned, of uh, the TV show that I'm converting to a script and also starting my second book, which is going to be called Daydream Believer which is a follow-up to my first book and gets into a little more detail. And in fact, we touched on some of the things today that I will include in the book. Fantastic. Um, if you were a board game, what would it be? Risk. Oh, I love that game. It's really, really powerful. That was really awesome talking to you. The last question is basically where can my audience find you? Well, I have a couple of websites, and those websites are michaeljlyons.com, and I have another website which is more geared towards my book and my speaking, because I, as you mentioned when we started, I am an international speaker. I speak all over the country primarily, but also abroad, and that lyonsspeaker.com, L-Y-O-N-S-S-P-E-A-K-E-R.com. And of course, I have a profile on LinkedIn, which is fairly extensive and has a, a lot of information, as well as some videos. And uh, I think between those th three sources, there's plenty of information about my background and how to get in touch with me. Absolutely. I'll be sure to include those links in the show notes. And of course, you also have an IMDb page. I have an IMDb page. I have a Wikipedia page and I have, uh, let's see, a couple of other things out there. But uh, all you got to do is Google Michael J. Lyons. You, know, you get all sorts of stuff will pop up. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Michael. This was um, really, truly an honor speaking with you. I learned so much. and. Um, well wishes and success to you for this. Well, thank you, Janae. Uh, success to you and to all the listeners out there. I, I wish uh, everybody a long, happy, successful life. Signing off now. This is Mike Lyons. Thank you, Mike. Take care. Thank you for listening to this Hacks and Hobbies episode. Junaid would love to hear from you, so please leave a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. Visit hacksandhobbies.com to find additional information on the guest today, as well as the show notes.